Welcome to this week's episode of Deeper Thinking. I'm your host, Nathan Osborne, along with my co-host, Garrett Fox. How you doing this week, Garrett? Doing well. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing so good. What's new? Uh, you know, just worked today. It was good. Had a, an employee review, which was super fun. Uh, no, it was pretty good, actually. Like, I say that jokingly, but it was actually pretty good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very good. You. Uh, this week was the very first week of school. Everything is digital. It's all online. I've been sitting in front of a computer screen for, well, for four hours for school and then another four hours for work. So, I don't know. I, uh, I live on the computer these days. That's that's my whole life sitting in front of a screen, but it's been good. It's been a long week, but it's been good. Good. Um, my school doesn't start till next week, which I think it's kind of interesting that you start earlier. Yeah, man. Are you are you doing the same thing that I'm doing? The whole virtual learning environment. Um, so all my classes are online except one. Which is kind of, so I technically, yeah, all of them are online except one and it's a lab. So I have to be on campus for it. Yeah. And then one of my classes, he's giving us online lectures. There's like three a week that we have to watch on our own time, but he's also making us do a mandatory, go to a mandatory office hour during the time. It's like online in zoom during the time class would be so it's just like extra class because we still have the three lectures we would have had plus an online office hour once a week so it's kind of bull crap dude not too happy about that no. well i don't know you know like i feel like i'm gonna like it i think i'm gonna like the the whole online school thing it gets a lot of hate but i think i'm gonna like it because first of all i can roll out of bed Five minutes before class starts, jump on the computer, and I'm at class, right? Yeah. Second of all, no masks. Those masks, they get a little stuffy. They get get stuffy. They get stuffy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I also think, uh, well, okay, so I've had an online class before, and I I failed it and ended up having to retake the class in person on campus. I think the fact that all of my classes are online will make it a better experience because what would happen was I had a test every week in that class on Saturday night. And what would happen was I'd lay in bed Saturday night, Sunday morning. And I'm just like thinking to myself, like I'm forgetting something in every week. And it's cause I forgot to take the stupid test. I forgot to take like five of them. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just retake it on class on campus. Yeah. And Ooh. I did, I mean, I got an A in the, when I went up on campus and did it. So the fact that they're all online means I can't forget because there's no way I can forget about all of my classes. <laughs> well, is that a, that's a challenge, it sounds like. Let's see, let's see how that goes for you. Yeah, for sure. Gosh. Anyway, let's get, let's get into it, man. Let's, let's rock and roll. Okay. First thing I want to talk about this week, it's uh, we're getting into TV show season. 
Um, a lot of times we see these talent shows come out. There's a lot of them these days. There's The Voice. There's America's Got Talent. Uh, is American Idol still going? I don't know. There's a couple of got, these. I think American Idol got picked up again. Did it get picked by, up again? Uh, I think it's a different network, but I do believe it got picked up again. Okay. Well, so that we have all these different shows. The premise is basically the same on all of them. It seems they want you to think that all these talented people come together, they audition, and we determine a winner. The most talented individual wins the contest. But I'm here to say, a lot of times, that's not what it seems to be. That's not what you're viewing on TV. What you're seeing on TV is everyone come, they're waiting for their moment to get their spotlight, and they are going to tell their sad, sob story to the whole world, and that's their strategy in winning the competition. It's not their talent. It's not. That's what they want you to think. It's their story. And I agree with you. Like I never really thought about it until you brought it up last week after we recorded when we were brainstorming our, our ideas for next session. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had never thought about it, but thinking back on it, you're absolutely right, man. They always give these, these backstories, these mushy backstories about, about themselves. So today I did, I just looked up one thing. Um, I typed in who won the voice, uh, last year. And it looks like his name is Jake Hoot. And I just typed in Jake Hoot backstory. Okay. Okay. Jake, I don't know if I'm allowed to, to read this, but I'm, I'm gonna. It says, Jake was born in Texas, but his parents are missionaries and relocated the family to the Dominican Republic when he was nine. Jake later got married and now has a four-year-old daughter. After getting divorced, Jake is a newly single dad and hopes to start anew by making his daughter proud on The Voice. Like, that's cool story, bro, but, like, I don't need to know that. I just need to get up there and hear you sing and see if you're talented or not. Yeah. They try to make it touching, man. It, it's they a touching do. story. He wants to make his – who was his daughter? He wants to make his daughter proud. Gosh, it's like – I don't know if you looked up any other backstories, but why Why is the appeal to – um, the emotional side of humanity is such an important part of these uh, of these TV shows. I don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, I have a heart. I'm not some heartless person that, that looks at this little girl whose dad died and said, hey, like, you don't deserve to, to win a competition. But, you know, you I don't deserve to win because your dad died. Exactly. I think, you know... Backstory should only be allowed if they have an actual impact on the talent being shown. Like, maybe uh, there's a girl who's deaf, but she also sings. That's awesome. Like, that is... I I would like some some backstory to that, maybe. But boy whose dad died and boy also dances? No. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know. Maybe I am heartless. (laughs) I just think, like... Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I, I, I 
a lot of these stories are probably slightly made up too. Not like, I don't want to say that because I'm sure they're accurate, but I'm sure they're embellished just slightly <laughs> to make them even more heart wrenching, you know, mm-hmm. to appeal to our, our emotional side. Yeah, absolutely. But then I think it's like once the sob story is over, like, guess what they're telling is singing. Not like there's <laughs> 500 other shows dedicated to singers. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. I don't know. I would like some feedback from our close to non-existent audience. <laughs> Email us at deeperthinkingpod at gmail.com and let us know what you think on this topic. Because I think... It is slightly, uh, slightly ridiculous. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not necessary, first of all. You know, I'm sure there's people out there who love it, but not me. There's a, I think, I've noticed it on other shows too, like shows that you wouldn't expect it to be on. Are you familiar with the American Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Yeah, they do that all the time. They do it on that show, too. Yeah. They do some 15-minute vignette on some dude who failed the last two years, but he's going to do it this year. I don't know. I, Dude, I agree. Like, I don't know. Do you think the shows would be less exciting if they left out these backstories? Do you think that's why they do it? I don't know about less exciting because I don't know. I think it would be, you know, I think it'd be more exciting to see the action, especially in these shows like the, the Ninja warrior show there. I don't know. I I don't think it'd be less exciting, but maybe uh, let me propose maybe a modification to how these shows work. Cause usually you get the backstory and and it's all mushy and then you hear the talent, you know? Mm-hmm. What if we heard the talent first and then the mushy backstory? I like it. I like that better. And I think, I don't know, I haven't watched a ton of these shows. Um, I think that show, The Voice, I think it's almost almost built sort of on that premise. From what I've seen, it's like, all these judges, they know nothing about who's coming on the stage and singing. Yeah. Like their their chairs are turned around, they can't even see the person. And so I think that's building like that that's a step in the right direction. I still think there is a lot of backstory that goes into it. Again, I don't know. I haven't watched the show a whole lot, but I think that's a step in the right direction, kind of like what you were mentioning there. Uh let me look something up real quick. I I think there's other shows like that, like the masked sing masked singer, mm. where the audience and the 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 judges don't even know who's behind the mask, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I uh, and then like once the mask comes off, everyone knows who it is because it's somebody famous, so everyone already knows their backstory anyway. Yeah. Um. I th- I think that. 
is kind of, in my opinion, probably the way to go though. Cause, um, I, and I, I, I just tried to look up who votes people off the voice. I don't know if it's the judges or the audience. I assume it's the audience. Um, I think what would be really cool though, is to have the voice, for example, like keep doing what it's doing with the judges and how they choose teams. Cause the judges don't know who they're picking mm-hmm. until they hit the button and turn around, you know? Right. And then maybe you get the, vo- the, the mushy backstory when someone's voted off, then you hear their story. Dude. And then you feel bad for voting them off. Yeah, I but think they don't that win the competition, be, dude. We should start our own competition <laughs> and run it like that because that would be honestly pretty cool. Okay, I'm on board. Huh. Let's. That could be our side project. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> sweet. Oh, uh, I like it. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I like that idea. Um, there's also DVR. That's why you record things and <laughs> fast forward through all the mushy stuff. <laughs> yeah. In the end, I think it's it's just kind of a messed up thing. If you think about it, it just it sends a message that that pain is a competition or it's you know, it's like the worse your sob story, the further you'll get in life through sympathy and victimizing yourself. And I don't think that's the message that we should send out. I don't think that's the message that should be advertised on TV. I have never thought about that. That is a genius insight that I've never thought about. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I I did my research on this one. That is impressive. I was heated. Huh. All right. Cool. Do you have anything else left on this topic? That's it. Do you? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, I would like to take us into the next topic, though. Please do. Okay. So this next topic is very near and dear to me. I, this was on my original list uh, when we were talking about this podcast. And I want to start with a question to you, Nate. Hmm. Um, have you ever laid down slash sat down in the shower? I have. I don't do it very often. But I I have experienced that uh, the sitting slash laying shower experience before, and and what did you think? You know, I'm gonna say not for me. Really? <laughs> not wow. For me. I so I I grew up. I shared a shower with my brother, and in my head, I'm always thinking he probably pees on the floor. <laughs> and I don't really want to sit on his, you know, like it, it washes down the drain. I know that, but in my head, it's there. It's there. It's that this floor has had pee on it at one point and I don't really want to sit on it. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Here's, here's something for you, Nate. Okay. There are two types of people in this world. All right. Those that pee in showers and liars. <laughs> All right. So undoubtedly there probably has been pee on that on that shower floor. Absolutely. Here's what here's my thing though. Clean shower. All right. 
assuming, like, let's say it's your own shower. Is it relaxing to just lay there? I, I To me, it feels like just warm rain hitting you, and it feels nice. Yeah. Do When you sit, do you, like, where's the water hitting? Is it hitting, like, the top of your head? Is it hitting your chest, your back? I don't know. There's a lot that go into it, Kay. You have here's here's some things you gotta you gotta think about. There's water pressure. There's the um, the span of the head. The lower you get, the more area it will hit on your body, hmm. which most people don't think about. Here's another thing you gotta that you have to think about: heat. So when you have when you're taking a hot shower, when you go to lay down. For some reason, that extra two or three feet that you lose when you lay down or sit down changes the heat dramatically from when it comes out of the shower head and when it hits your body. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's like night and day difference. Like you can be taking a warm shower laying down and then you stand up and all of a sudden you're getting You're scolded. Yeah. yeah. Like it it freaking hurts. So you got you to gotta be smart about it. I'm not saying that, that this is for everyone, but I think it's relaxing. So I typically just sit there and let it hit the, the top of my head, and because I'm bald, it feels really nice. Ooh. Yeah. How long How long you been doing this for? Uh, I and, don't know. And let me ask you this, too. Is it is it every time you shower, or is it no, like so, on special yeah. occasions? Now that I'm up at college and like live with a bunch of other dudes, I don't do it. I'm going to be honest because mm. our shower's kind of gross. But every time I go home, honestly, but here's another thing we can talk about real quick. How do you feel about baths? Uh, yes. Yes to yeah. baths. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, they just feel nice. Every time I go home, I try to take a bath because I know the shower is clean. And when I say home, I mean my parents' house. Um, for the audience <laughs> that doesn't know that. Uh, I know the shower is clean, and it's nice to take a bath. I don't care what anyone says. Baths are relaxing. Oh, baths are so relaxing. Yeah. Um, there's this, you know... I don't even know what it's called, so I'm not even going to attempt to look it up. I saw it on an episode of The Big Bang Theory. It's in the last season. Sheldon and Amy, they're uh, kind of they're they're working on their on winning their uh, whatever it's called their Nobel Prize. Thank you. And they get like super stressed out. It's either the the last or the eleventh season. Anyway, they're they're getting they're super worked up, they're super stressed, and they go into these. It's like a they have they have them at uh, like these spas, like massage spas and stuff like that. But it's basically like a bathtub, and then there's a lid that covers the bathtub, and so you're kind of enclosed in this oh. little capsule full of warm water. And I guess it's supposed to be super relaxing. Me and me and Riley looked them up. There's a couple in Park City. They're super expensive to to go into, but it's like a bath in this little egg capsule thing, and it's super weird, but it looked super awesome. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I've actually seen 
that episode of the Big Bang Theory. So, uh, yeah, those look sweet. I would not mind having one. It would be it would be nice, just nice and cozy. Personally, I think a bath is just like your own personal hot tub. More or less. Yeah. Because I've also heard the argument that hot tubs are like a huge petri dish. Yeah, they are. Well, I don't know. I've that's debatable because a lot of bacteria. It's too hot for a lot of bacteria to live in, but some bacteria thrive at high temperatures. So. I guess you could make that argument. It could go either way. Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to research that. Yeah. Anyway, we're uh, back to, to showering, though, or sitting yeah. in the shower. I think it's fine. I think it's pro, but I read a lot of comments online, and a lot of people were roasting a lot of other people for it. <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand those people. Like, I think it's good. I think it's nice feels good to me feels good i think to each their own i think i tried it out a couple times over the last week it was enjoyable it was hard for me to find a a position to to be comfortable in Hmm. um fair i don't know and and not that i worry about there being a ton of pee or, or bacteria on my on the floor of my shower but Still, it's there in the back of my mind, the, the idea of having athlete's foot on my bum. There you on go. On my bum. Athlete's <laughs> I was waiting for it. I, I yeah. knew. I knew you were going to deliver there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. I all think right. that's all I have for that topic. That's what you have? Perfect. Yeah. Do you have anything else? I don't. That's it for me. Honestly, people, sit down in the shower. Try it out. Don't knock something until you try it. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Okay. So our very last topic of the pod. Let's go ahead. And this is one that you brought up, Garrett. It's watching TV versus reading a book. Which would you rather do? Is that... Is that where you were getting at when you brought this idea up? Is it more of a, like, would you rather read a book, watch TV? Like, what was your angle with this one? So here's my thing with it. I think most people know in the back of their mind that reading a book is way better for you. Oh, yeah. Everyone, no one will dispute that. So why the do we all watch so much tv it's convenient man you know but uh, i guess you can make the argument that it's easy to pick up a book i think i think reading takes more effort it takes more uh brain power to do and i think sometimes we just don't want to do that i don't yeah i i agree like i do i watch a lot of tv but i also read probably way more than the average american oh let's yeah look, you let's look that up how many books does the average average oh shoot yeah i bet you already looked it up huh yeah i got 12, uh, 12 books a year 
That's how many the I don't believe that for a second. Do you think it's higher, lower? I think it's lower. Oh, absolutely. I think it's lower. Oh, here. Okay. According to research, Americans read a mean average of 12 books per year, and the typical uh, American uh, has read four books in the past 12 months. So shouldn't be the shouldn't the average be four? That doesn't make any sense. No, I don't know where they're getting their math. Yeah. If the typical American reads four, how's the average 12? That's stupid. <laughs> Let's go with four. I think four is more believable. Yeah, I'll buy four. Like last year, I read 12 books. And I started reading at the beginning of the summer and till the new year. So it was six months. But in the, in the calendar year, I read about 12 books. Yeah. This year, I've probably only read like two but that's still like i all my roommates i don't think any of them have read a book yeah here's my thing here's my thing with books i i get really excited about books i love barnes and noble i I could spend hours yeah right i could spend hours in barnes and noble just you know picking out books and being like oh i would love to read that but the reality is I get a book that I really want to read and I I read it, but I don't I don't finish reading it. I I do this constantly. I love the idea of reading, but I can't quite bring myself to finish a whole book. And I've always wanted to be a reader because I feel like people who read are extremely smart. They're so smart. Thank and you, I've Nate. always wanted to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> I mean, uh, you you read like uh, biographies of of CEOs and stuff like that. Or at least I I read this on Wikipedia, and and they're always like, yeah, like from a very young age, I read, and that's how I like gained my smarts. Like that's how I got to where I am today. And I've always wanted to be like that, but I can't do it. I can't bring myself. See, here's where I think you're wrong. I think you can. You just have some sort of mental barrier blocking you from doing so. Yeah. Because um, I used to, I used to say the same thing, and then last year hit, and I, what I did was I found a book that I couldn't put down, and then honestly, it was a a fiction book. Um, fiction is not true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I. It was a fiction book. And then I was like, okay, well, now I got to read the whole series. So I read the whole series, and then I started a new series. And then I was like, I should read a book that improves me, you know. So I read uh, a nonfiction book about um, about what to what to do. Or uh, it was called Atomic Habits, which I'm probably going to reread um, because I can't remember half of it. And then I was like, ah, oh, let me read another nonfiction book that that teaches me how to think something better. So you just got to start with a book that you really like, like that you really cannot put down. And then you'll just, it'll snowball and then you'll keep reading. At least that's what happened to me. But I used to say the same exact things. Um, Personally, reading takes more effort. And I think that's why it's not done as much. I think it takes more effort and I think it takes 
longer to get through. It's yeah. easy to, to sit and watch an episode of something for, for 20 minutes and you see the beginning, you see a conflict, and you see a resolution all within 20 minutes versus w- with a book, you you know, it takes two weeks to get all of that. And I think part of us just wants it instantly, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I mean, we live in this culture where everything's given to us when we want it, how we want it. And it's probably not good. It's not good. I feel like we'd have, we'd learn a lot more by learning to wait for things, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. I think if you really want to improve your life though, you need to learn how to, how to read. You don't even have to like it. You just have to do it. (laughs) I, one of my professors, we, she had us watch this Ted talk and it was about this guy who he never even joined social media. He was like a millennial and it was really weird because a lot of millennials were basically – they basically founded the social media movement. And he's giving this TED Talk like, hey, I never joined social media and here's how it impacted my life. And he gets to this point where he says, I have so much time. Like I at night, I put my kids to bed. I sit in my leather chair and I pull out my book and I just read until like it's time to go to bed. And that sounds so relaxing. I yeah. feel like I, 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 for the night, I, when I'm done with work and with school, I turn on the, on the TV and like, that's it. But this guy, he sits in front of his book and it just sounds, I don't know. It sounds incredible. And that's the life I kind of want to live. But again, I don't know. Like, why don't I? I don't know, dude. I, I've had that thought too. I would love to get rid of I only have Facebook. I'd love to get rid of it, but I use it to talk to people that I met in Germany. Mm. Um, and I wish that was all I used it for, but I have that excuse of why I keep it, and then I just waste hours a day on it. Yeah. It's oh, stupid. It, it's a nightmare. It gets out of hand quick. So quick. And all you're doing is looking at pictures and reading like, two sentences about what this person did on Tuesday, you know, it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And half the, half the things that I read piss me off anyway. (laughs) So, so read a book instead, read a book. That's why I would like to take this moment to plug my other podcast, uh, topical brainstorm with myself Garrett Fox and my co-host Christian Larson. Uh, we read books and we talk about how they impact our relationships. Right now, we're reading How to Win Friends and Influence People, and uh, and I've learned a lot. It's great. Uh, we're doing something productive. I feel like we're benefiting people. Give it a listen and rate it, please. Don't forget to comment. Yeah, comment. We discussed that last week as well. Comment. Give us a review. I don't know if you have to have a certain amount of reviews before they'll show up. Um, but that would be nice if we could get those to show up. <laughs> on, on either podcast. Yeah, for yeah. real. Like just 
we're we're solid people, all of us. Me, Nate, and Christian. We're all good people. Give us a good review. All right, G. G Money. Have we come to the end? I think so. Awesome. Yeah, this is a short one today. It was good, though. Yeah, I feel like we, we got our points across, and we, uh, I don't know, we did it. We did it. All Good right. Shout outs. Uh, thank you, Mom. I love you. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. See ya. See you next week. Or, See ya. Okay, bye-bye.